Hey y'all, it's time for some damn good content. I'm Shelby Claymall, your host and business bestie. I'm a content creator, social media manager, and coach, keynote speaker, wife, and a mama of two who ditched her nine to five to build a thriving multi six-figure business solely using social media. Just like you, I'm a working mom and a wife with limited time. So I'm committed to cutting the fluff and delivering tips and fresh ideas straight to your earbuds on how you too can harness damn good content and create that type of business that you love and are proud of. Each week, we'll deep dive into strategy and mindset of building your brand on social media so that your confidence and success in the online space can skyrocket. Get ready to step outside of your comfort zone and start creating some damn good content. Are you ready? Let's freaking get it. I'm going to make him keep that part because it just gets me so excited. Okay. Anyway. Hey guys, welcome back to damn good content podcast. I have Angie McPherson here with me and she is the one and only awesome human being that I've met through this mastermind that I'm in with Jasmine and she's a badass brand photographer that literally is just freaking taking it by storm. And I'm so proud of you. I love, and I'm very grateful to have you as a friend as a mentor, as all the things for oh you to God. be cheering, for me to be cheering you on. It's so exciting. Hey, my girl, welcome to the Hello. podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so freaking stoked about your podcast. I have been binging it, you know, all morning and I'm just like, <laughs> I cannot wait to talk to you. Like we, when we went to the event, um, the mastermind event in person, I just felt like we had, I mean, we, were, we were already chatting in the DMs and in the Facebook community, but like being with you, I just felt like we were just like shooting the breeze. Like we got each other. Like, uh, so I'm just excited for this conversation. I'm so excited. It, it literally was like, y'all, we knew each other forever. And let <laughs> me tell you, but you slid up in the DMs real quick when Jasmine announced. So it's just like Casey, when I was talking about her podcast part is I was in Disney world and me and Angie were having a conversation through DMS. I don't even know if you knew I was in Disney world, but I did not, but I love that you were in Disney world. (laughs) It was a magical place. And I got into a a mastermind with someone that I love and adore. And then I get to meet like all these amazing women. And I'm just like, so stoked that we know each other, but the mastermind is, is so good. And the in-person event was just like, so yeah. dang Amazing. good. Give everybody Amazing. your take on the mastermind and how you felt and all those things. And- yeah, I'm, I'm so glad um, that we did the in-person event at the beginning of the mastermind because it yes. just completely, it just connects everyone. Because a lot of yeah. a lot of masterminds will do it at the very end. And so I just love that we kicked it off getting to really, really know each other so that every yep. time now we hop on a mastermind call or maybe there's like a one-on-one Zoom with someone. It's like, we know each other, we get each other, um, especially with not only starting the mastermind and then in person in the beginning, but having the hot seats in person at the beginning. Yeah, like we yeah. really understand. We understand what everybody's doing, understand their goals. We understand what's coming up for them. So I just, I have been loving it so far. I'm connecting with everybody in the Facebook community, one-on-one, and it's just been such a game changer this year. It's just, I, when I've said this multiple times, obviously on the podcast is that when I went into it, I didn't even know what a mastermind was. And I didn't know (laughs) like what we would get from it. I knew nothing. I knew the moment Jasmine Starr put it on, I was like, I'm doing it. And, um, and so it's just been such a great experience to the point that a mastermind is not necessarily where you 
are trying to get answers from Jasmine or the person putting it on. It's really a collaborative thing with the people that's in the mastermind that gives you really good feedback. And sometimes it's feedback you want to hear. And sometimes it's feedback you don't want to (laughs) hear, but it's the feedback that you need to hear. And so I, I recommend a mastermind to anyone and everyone and it all the time. Truly, all the time. Absolutely. Um, Even if it's just a, a, a peer-led mastermind. So maybe someone yeah. in their business is not at the point to be able to financially invest in a high-level mastermind. I, yes. When I first started my business, we were just getting together with other like-minded entrepreneurs and, and just having a, a, a set calendar, you know, once a month, we're going to meet up on Zoom, talk about what we're doing. So you don't even have to invest in this high level. If maybe you're just starting off or don't have the budget, you can literally get people together and really choose the people right. Don't just pick random people, you know, that yeah. follow you on Instagram, but yeah. people that you really connect with, have, uh, you know, like-minded uh, goals and views and experiences and connect with each other that way. All right. So we talked about the mastermind. Um, now I want everybody to know who Angie is. So give us your backstory. Where did you start? How did you become such a badass brand photographer? I need all of it. Give us everything. Yes. Yes. So I, um, I'm here in Virginia. Currently I'm a branding photographer. I'm a branding photography educator. So I help other photographers pivot into branding because my background is, let me go way back. I actually started Uh, I graduated from college with a degree in communication and went into the marketing PR communication world. um, A major concert venue here as a marketing director for five years. So my number one job was to get butts and seats. So basically finding every single audience for every single type of artist. So Beyonce or the circus or, you know, Chris Brown or the concert jam. And so I, I had a lot of experience with launching basically with having things that were happening and launching into getting people excited about it. Um, I picked up photography because I was kind of looking for something kind of creative, like a creative outlet. I did not think I would be a business owner. I was like, oh, let me pick up a camera, take some photos. And of course, once you do that and you get a taste of, you know, charging somebody a little bit of money to do something that you love, you're like, whoa, this is actually better than what I'm doing now. (laughs) Yeah. And so I built a wedding photography business. I did wedding photography for years. And then as my family grew, as I got a little bit older, I was like, man, I really want to kind of scale this photography business. I still want to do photography, but I also want to bring in my passion of marketing and PR and all that into this business. So how can I do that? So I eventually pivoted into branding photography. And it is literally the best of both my passions, my photography background and my marketing background, because I'm helping other entrepreneurs really market and grow their business with my photography, with branded photos for them. And so I was able to pivot my successful wedding photography business into branding photography. And once I got successful with that, so many photographers in my DMs, oh my goodness, I'm tired of the weekend hustle with weddings. How did you pivot into branding photography? How do you do this? And so I went into one-on-one coaching. I went into strategy calls with people and I was like, I need to just uh, make a course, you know, and I, I wasn't even thinking that the person who actually put it in my mind was Jasmine Starr. Wow. Uh, I, I went Jasmine. To an event. Yeah, I went to an event with her um, and I was talking to her about grading photography and she's like, you need to teach, you need to create, you know, create a course, you need to teach. And I'll never forget what she said. It was the best advice that I still use. She's like, you need to buy where the land is cheap and build a high rise. And she's like, just think about that. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, no, like branding photography back then was just, was a buzzword. Everyone was like, oh, I need shots, headshots. But I was running this successful branding photography business. And I'm like, I would love to be that educator that helps other photographers make the same pivot 
that I made. And so yeah. like, I have courses, I have memberships, I have shops, uh, digital products in my shops to help other branding photographers. And I'm helping them really expedite their growth because for me, it was a lot of trial and error. It was yeah. a lot of hustle and bustle. And now I'm like, here's a template. Here's the emails to use. Here's how to do this. And I'm like, man, I wish that I had somebody. Like well, yeah, <laughs> I want, I wanted to take like multiple step backs. Cause I was writing notes as you were talking. Cause I have so many questions, but I want you to make this very clear to everyone that's listening, because obviously it's for people that you know, maybe want to start a side hustle already are in business that you didn't know exactly what you were going to do when you started. Right. I just, I and just you, followed my, my passion, my heart and opportunities were arising along the way. And the thing about opportunities is like, you have to take it. So many yes. people just like try something and then they'll kind of like fizzle out. I'm like, you have to really open your mind and see what's happening around you. If you're trying to start a hustle and someone's asking you about it, that is proof of concept. That's proof that somebody is interested in what you are doing. For example, when I was booking weddings, when I just started off, every couple of weddings, I would raise my prices to match the demand of people that were coming in. Same with branding. I pivoted to branding. I would raise my prices to match with demand. I had photographers asking me how to do it. I'm like, okay, I'm listening to my audience. People are wanting templates. People are wanting education. Like just really open your mind to accept the things that are coming at you from all different directions. And of course, use you know, discernment and figuring out what you want to do. Yeah. But I, I just, I see so many people that are just like, I'm stuck. I don't know what to do. What is my next move? And I'm like, are you really stuck though? Or are you getting in your own way? Are you right. not listening to what's coming to you? And even still 10 years in the business, I I'm still like figuring things out. Like, okay, what do I want to do next? Where do I want right. to go? Just like, like really having moments with yourself where you can really um, dive in and, and see what you want to do. Really listening to your audience. I have like a running Google doc of various audience. Like what are entrepreneurs asking me about their branding photos? What are photographers asking about how to pivot into branding photography? Yeah. I was, I was homeschooling for a year, you know, in the pandemic and moms were asking me about homeschooling. <laughs> and I'm just like, what are people telling you that you are the authority in? Yes. That's what you have to listen to. And you're like, oh, okay. So when people say I'm stuck, I'm like, let's, let's look at all your, all right. your <laughs> right. And the thing is like a lot of things that if you listen to exactly what she just said, she didn't start this knowing that she was going to teach. Right. And that doesn't come until you've done the work. So you take, you took the risk, you left corporate, you started wedding, then you started brand. And then you just, your audience was finally like, this is what we need. Yeah. And so a lot of people say, well, I don't have it all figured out yet. I don't want to take the leap. I don't want to take the risk. And that's the thing. If you keep waiting for it to be perfect or to yeah. have everything figured out, you're yeah. not gonna, you're just, you're not going to do it. Exactly. Exactly. If I, I always think about if I would have just let what she said, just go in one and yes. not the other. Cause <clears> I've done that with so many people tell me stuff all the time. Like, okay, cool. Thanks for the feedback. And you know, you don't have to take every single piece of advice, but that struck something in me. Like it gave me like a visceral reaction. I was like, oh my gosh. Like I, as a photographer at that point had invested in so many wedding photography courses that changed the trajectory of my wedding photography business. I was like, yeah, would love to do that for other photographers and help them pivot into this. And so when you're listening to podcasts, watching YouTube videos, scrolling on TikTok, talking to friends, sometimes if something is, is tugging at you, listen to it and take action on it because that can completely change your, your life and your career. Absolutely. Okay. I want to go back a little bit and touch on the, how long have you, what, how long ago was it when you were in corporate? 
Uh, gosh, I quit my job. So I was doing photography and working nine to five for years, but I eventually quit my job in 2016 and went full-time with photography. Cool. And so do you remember the moment that you got to leave? Like what did, what were you feeling? Oh my gosh. When I you got to leave. <laughs> I love this question. Cause I, have you seen the movie Pursuit of Happiness with Will Smith? Yes. And I, every time I think about that day, the way that I, I put my two weeks notice in, they weren't that happy. And I remember when I walked out of the building, the scene in Pursuit of Happiness, where Will Smith finally gets the job and he's like holding it together inside the building. And then he walks out in the street and he's sobbing and there's people walking past him. It's that really sappy music. That was literally me walking. Shut up. I just got chills, (laughs) like thinking about that. Yeah, like they threw me a nice little like bittersweet, you know, um, congratulations. And when I left, I remember I had my purse and my sunglasses on. By the time I like left the building and got to my car, like my face was like drenched. I I could hear the music. I could hear the sappy music. I felt like Will Smith was walking right next to me. And I was just like, I I did it. Like I did did it. it. And then I was like, holy moly, I did it. Oh no. (laughs) (laughs) like what yeah that's exciting though it's like you get like a rush of emotions of like holy shit we're finally chasing our dreams we're finally doing it now it's like oh god it is a risk but let's do it let's do it it really was such a leap like at that point I was risky you know I was um I was married but I didn't have kids I didn't have a lot of huge responsibilities so I was a little riskier back then um but the fact that I, I, I think the only thing I needed to do for myself to mentally quit was one, to have three to six months of bills saved up just in case, you know, everything went haywire. And two, I made sure that I had enough weddings and like retainers for the whole calendar year. Those are my two things I needed to do for myself to tell myself to quit my job. And so, yes, when I left, I was like, oh my gosh, I did it. But then I got to the car and I was like, oh man, like I'm, I'm, I have enough funds for a year, basically. And then nothing is guaranteed. Like, what am I going to do? But the minute that I started my first day of work at home, I was in a totally different mindset. I knew that I didn't have to work during my lunch break, you know, at eight o'clock at night, you know, after, you know, time with my husband, I was like, I have a whole day that I can dedicate to my business. Of course, I'm going to make this work for me. There's no excuse not to make it work for me. You know, I was struggling trying to balance everything. That's why I could only make enough for three to six months, only make enough for the year. But now that I've gotten rid of all of the distraction of a nine to five, yeah. I've set myself up for a year. I was like, I've got a year to get it together. And I have not looked back since. So That's awesome. I love that for you. And the fact that like you now are building a dream because it's so different. So when you are working in corporate or for someone else, it's not, I'm not saying that everyone that's listening to this is meant to be an entrepreneur, but when you leave, and now you're taking the risk to start your own business. Now you are working your ass off for your dream. No yeah. one else's, yours. So you will make it work. You will make it happen. And <laughs> <laughs> there's no excuse otherwise. I, I want to ask this part though. What did your, what, did your husband have any like holes on it? Did he freak out? Like what, oh, yeah. what was that? Give us that. Oh, yeah. My husband, he doesn't have an entrepreneurial mindset. And so this is completely foreign to him. I mean, it was yeah. Foreign- I didn't really, at this point, I didn't really know a lot of people who had done something like this. Um, And I think those two things that I said I needed to do, it was for both of us. It was to give us both some peace of mind. Yeah. I had a good job. I had a great resume. I had great connections. I knew that if everything failed, 
I could just hop back in the nine to five world. There it is. Yeah. And so when I told him, I was like, look, I'm going to make sure that I have enough funds for three to six months. I'm going to make sure that I have, you know, 20 to 25 weddings booked. So that money is just constantly coming to me. I don't know what the other side of this year looks like, but I know that now that I'm working from home and working in my business nine to five, there's, it's only going to be fabulous. It's only going to be better than it was before. I'm only going to be, the fact that I booked 20 to 25 weddings while working a nine to five, it's just like, okay, now I'm working at home. It's, it's, I'm going to be able to book more, raise my prices, you know, do more things. And so I was giving myself a cushion, you know, a year cushion to get it done. And I just hustled. I hustled my butt off that year. I will tell everybody that's listening. So this is like a great story to hear because um, obviously at this point, the podcast has launched and the feedback I'm getting is just insane. Like my heart is bursting. I cried so much yesterday. It was unreal. (laughs) And I just want you to, I want to reiterate the fact that it doesn't happen overnight. Angie was working a full-time job and then doing a side hustle, not knowing that if it was actually going to work, but it did work. And now she's like, a badass. I'm not even like just tooting her own horn. <laughs> it's like when I find people that chase their dreams and they're really good at it. And then like, they just don't take no for an answer. Like we're going to yeah. figure this out. We're going to do it. I'm like your biggest cheerleader for life. <laughs> and so I want, I'll t- start telling us a little bit about the journey of you building your brand and your business online. Yeah. So like, when did you start your social media journey? How has that impacted your life? How have you uh, met connections that you never would have met, but like how social media has kind of brought that in for you? Yeah. So when I, when I went into wedding photography, my website, my blog, my social media, it was really all my clients. It was like bouquets and brides and grooms and things like that. And which is fine. Like my work, you know, at my wedding work is beautiful. It was beautiful. I had great connections, but um, I started to kind of just see that I was just blending in with so many other photographers. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, what can I really do to set myself apart? And so a friend and I, this is how I pivoted into branding. A friend and I were like, hey, let's just go out to the park and get our makeup done, have a couple outfits and swap branding photos. Like swap, and at this point, it was like lifestyle headshots. Yeah, yeah. And we, oh my gosh, we had months and months of content just yeah. from that time we had together. And then we took like behind the scenes videos and show people what we were doing. And so I started to revamp my website. So instead of like going to my website and just seeing all my couples, you're seeing me, you're seeing me holding a camera, you're seeing me behind the scenes. <clears throat> you're looking at different blog posts with pictures of me or my social media, you see me. So it was like, now people are looking at, you know, me and, and, and other photographers, they're seeing other photographers work, but when they come to my profile and website and Facebook and all that, they see my work in me. And so who are they going to remember? A bunch of, you know, couples that they don't know, or are they going to remember the photographer who really is showing their passion for photography and showing how they get their work done? And so that's when I pivoted into branding because I was like, I want to help other entrepreneurs because so many entrepreneurs are hiding behind their products, their services, their clients, and they're not showing off themselves. So that was my segue into building my own personal brand because people were like, oh my gosh, I, I love, you know, um, the things that you talk about on your social media, or I love that you went to this event. Like they're seeing me, the business owner and not just the services that I provide. So that's why I became a branding photographer. I firmly believe every entrepreneur needs to have some sort of fresh branding photos to just show people who they are, you know, as the business owner. Oh, y'all. And I didn't even pay her to say that. I literally am loving life. And the fact that you said that, because especially now, 
number one, first, I'm going to ask you this question. So basically what you're saying is it is okay to toot your own horn and show people that you are the one that's behind the business and doing the work that's amazing. Correct? Girl, toot, freaking toot. Toot, toot, toot. Because literally, no one is going to toot your horn for That's you. it, right there. <laughs> okay, so literally I had a conversation with someone yesterday and they were like, nobody wants to hear. She literally told me, she was like, nobody wants to hear me uh, talk about how well I'm doing. And I'm like, okay, if you're not tooting your own horn and that showing that you're good at what you do, right. then- who is like, you can't expect someone else to come on and say, Shelby, you're doing a great, or Shelby's awesome. Like, no, or Angie's awesome. Like you have to toot your own horn. And so for 2023, especially because now, I mean, like before branding photos were branding photos, it was just like photography, whatever. And so now it's like huge. I mean, it always has been huge, but like me stepping into the space, I'm seeing it more and people are just like afraid. Mm -hmm. Everybody I deal with is afraid as business owners to show their face. I'm like, People need to know who you are. What is making you different from your competitor? If they don't even, you are, what is actually making you different because you're offering the exact same thing. Yeah, exactly. And every time I look for service providers, especially like I, I hosted a retreat, a photography retreat, and I needed hairstylists in, or not hairstylists, makeup artists in Nashville. And every time I was going to the makeup, makeup artist page, I would see, of course, their clients, which are beautiful, you know, their makeup's done well. And I'm just like, but I want to know who's doing the makeup because I want to know that I can, that I can trust her, that she's a good person. Like, yes, she does a great job on makeup, but I want to know that when I bring my models to her, that she's having good conversations, that she's, you know, um, uh, and providing, you know, helping them with their confidence as she's doing their makeup. Like, I want to know who the person is. It was a struggle. I was like, all these makeup artists are literally, I just see their clients. I don't even know who's running the page. And even that, like, I don't even know their name. It was just like, you know, beautiful makeup artistry Nashville. And I'm like, what is your name? I don't know who you are. (laughs) Just tell me your name, dang it. Like, I just want to know who you are. Yeah. That is so true because you want to make sure that you vibe with them. Like truly vibe. Like they're going to, it just, everything just has to align. And okay. This is actually a great segue into the next question that I have for you is what do you say to people that are like, I just don't know if I could put myself out there on video, take a picture of me. People don't want to hear me. They, I'm going to sound stupid. My voice is annoying. Like, what is your advice to people that say that? I would say is all that fear and anxiety of what people are going to say, is that worth you not making any money? (laughs) Like, I would rather put myself out there and build a business and a beautiful life for myself than sit and wonder what Joe Smo has to say. I mean, that's just, it's kind of like, it's kind of like, especially if you're providing so much value, if if you showing up means you creating short form videos for TikTok and Reels, helping your audience with something, creating YouTube videos, writing an email, if, if your version of showing up is helping people, then how selfish of you to be like, oh, well, I can't share this because so-and-so might say something. Imagine if, imagine if, you know, Jasmine was like, oh, I'm not going to tell Angie to run a course because I, I just don't feel that I should put myself out there. I wouldn't be where I am right now. You know, you just like, imagine, imagine all the, 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 the content that you've consumed that has helped you in business because that person showed up for themselves and showed up for you. So if you are saying, oh, I'm, I'm not going to post this YouTube video, or I'm not going to write this email or this Instagram post because I I don't want to show up. I don't know what they're going to say. Then I think that's just a little bit selfish <laughs> because you're not like helping it. the people that you were meant to help. Real talk right there because we don't play. I think it's just excuses. I always say this, like 
I used to be down to have conversations with people because they were miserable and they were like, oh, I don't know what to do. Okay, well, if you are going to me to sit down with you, and this is not arrogant, this is just yes. for real, yes. is and I help you and I talk you through all of this stuff, and then you do nothing. Yes. I don't want to hear about it again because at that <laughs> point, it's just excuses because yes. I'm like, chase your damn dreams because uh-huh. I'm going to tell you this. You don't know who's going to cheer for you. And the people that you expect to cheer for you are probably not going to, and it's going to shock you, or they will. Who right. knows? But the people that are cheering for you on the internet are amazing. Yeah. Like, I have met so many people that I would have never met if I didn't step outside my comfort zone, take mm-hmm. a dang risk, and leave corporate and chase my dreams. And now, we know that not everybody's situations like this, and some people just like to work in corporate. That's totally fine and yeah. climb up the mm-hmm. ladder. But yeah. that still doesn't mean that you can't build a personal brand of who you are. Right. So yeah. get over your fears and just Absolutely. do the dang thing. Absolutely. Get it, get yourself out there like, and, and create those opportunities. Those opportunities are not going to come from you hiding behind your computer and your phone. They're just not because no one's going to know what you do. They're not going to know how you can help them. There's There have been so many opportunities that have randomly come, come to me just from me sharing my expertise. You know, a, a brand might say, oh, we love this series that you posted about XYZ. We'd love to collaborate and do this. But if I never shared about that, that would never come to me. So it's like you yeah. have to put something out there and you don't have to just make it your life's work to just completely put yourself on social media. But if there's something that you're helping your audience with, or you, you know, you can help your audience with, or you're helping your clients with, then little by little, put things out there. It can be 60 second videos on Instagram reels. It can be a really cool opt-in email from, you know, for your audience, just put something out there. It doesn't have to be, um, this is your life's work to be a content creator, but just stay consistent with something that can help your ideal client. And the way to stay consistent is to do what works best for you. I know for me, I'm great with live video. I love doing Instagram live, Facebook live, all different types of live. I love that I can provide a lot of value there for someone else. They might be really good at writing. They might be a beautiful writer and they show what best when they can write really beautiful long form blog posts that can help somebody. Someone else can be really good at you know, um, text messages and they might just start a daily, like, Hey, sign up for my text, my text list. And I'll send you motivation every day. Like really own in on what you are passionate about, what you're good at, because that's going to motivate you to be consistent. Yeah. I think that, I think that people just let the fear get in their way. Like this Monday or, um, this past Tuesday, I don't even know what day (laughs) I, I talked to a room of people and it was probably like 10 women. And the the biggest struggles that they have are they don't have time. And I'm like, yes, you do. You're scroll. I was like, so take the time that you're consuming content from everyone else and start creating content. It's like a bunch of realtors that I was speaking to. Mm-hmm. And then also they were talking about like their fear and that's what's holding them back of like what people are going to say. And like, yeah. they might, you know, offend some people or they might, you know, lose some people and people might say what, I don't know. Like, I was like, all of the things that are coming out of your mouth right now are excuses. And so if you want to make money, like Angie said, mm-hmm. You have to step outside of your comfort zone, but you have to do what works for you. I'm not saying, I mean, I'm going to ask her this question in a minute, but like everyone knows I'm, I try to be very transparent with like video. I do it. It's not easy. I still think like, oh my God, who's going to judge me for this? Like we still right. deal with imposter syndrome, but the difference is I do it anyway. Exactly. And what do you say? What is your feedback and actually how you feel with imposter syndrome? Do you deal with it? Or are you just like so awesome that you don't ever deal with that? Or like, oh no, I I totally deal with it. I mean, even going into Jasmine's mastermind with fourteen other women that had these incredible businesses, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, I had feelings of like, 
do I deserve to be in the room type of thing? And, and who am I to be here? You know, everybody has those feelings. And when it comes to imposter syndrome, the thing that I always say helps me with imposter syndrome is to just do the work. Because once you are doing the work, you're no longer an imposter. You're actually doing the work. An imposter Ooh, is yeah. someone an imposter is someone sitting back and saying, oh, well, I know I could do that. And I wish I could do that. And they're not making any moves. Like that's the type of person that's an imposter because they're talking a bunch of game and they're not following up. But if you're actually doing the work, making these needle point moves, you know, little by little, you're, you're, you can't be an imposter because you're in there, you're doing the actual work. And so anytime I get to a situation where I feel like creeping in, I'm like, all right, I need to pour into it. I need to post more. I need to share more. I need to email this person, connect with that person. And then that, that imposter syndrome goes away because I'm actually in the work. I'm doing the work. And let's clarify this. Have you always been like this? <laughs> um, I think so. Honestly, she's just so your, your personality <laughs> is so big that I just feel like there's no way that you would let anything like that come in between you and your dreams. And I, I envy that because it's, it, it is a struggle for some people that like sure. imposter syndrome is like real, but exactly what you say, if you do the work and you realize you're doing this, I changed my mindset from saying, I want to help a hundred people, 200 people. I want to have 10,000 followers, like whatever the case may be. If I can help one single human, just yes. one, yes. then it's worth me putting myself out there. Yes. And so if you can develop the mindset of helping just one human, mm -hmm. then you are solid. Talk to that one human. Every time you put content out, every time imposter syndrome comes out, yes. you need to show up for that person, whether it's a man or a woman. Yeah. And I want to go into this fear of failure. Did you ever feel that? Did you ever let that creep in? And then also, what is your mindset on that? Like, do you embrace it? Like, tell me all of it. Oh, man, I, I still 10 years in the game, I still have a fear of failure. You know, I think back to when I quit that job. And I was like, Oh, my gosh, you know, I have a year to get this together. You know, what's life gonna look like? I still am like, all right, in five years, what's it gonna look like? I still have <laughs> It's like people say new level, new devil. Like anytime yes. I have an achievement, I'm like, oh, this is great. I'm on a high or I just, I just booked, you know, 10 branding clients or I just had a, a big launch. For some reason, I'm like, all right, well, what's going to happen in 2027? <laughs> like I still have this fear of the future. <laughs> it's a true statement. It's like always there eating away yeah. at you, but it's just like you just said, you just have to keep going. Yeah. And I just, I just do it scared. I'm like, all right, well, I don't know what 2027 is going to look like, but I'm still going to be doing the work. Like. The only way I'm going to fail is if I stop. And so I'm not right. going to stop. I'm just going to keep going. I think too, uh, I've talked about this on a podcast before I was a guest on something, but I know you probably heard this one, but it was with Jasmine and Amy Porterfield. And she was talking about how that she had that investor come in and she could, was absolutely miserable and they were 50, 50 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she would cry about it and she would um, not know really what to do. And she finally said, one morning I woke up. And I said, if I'm okay with burning it down, then what is the issue? Right. So she's like, let it burn. Yeah. Just let it yeah. freaking burn. If you are okay with burning your business down and being confident that you could either A, go back to corporate or do it again, mm -hmm. then what is the worst thing that can happen for chasing your dreams? Always right. ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? Exactly. Fail? exactly. If that's yeah. it, then yeah, chase them, you Give know? A cushion, you know, put some savings away, you know, get a lot of whatever you're doing and a lot of clients on, you know, the calendar so that, you know, you have retainers coming in um, and just like set yourself up to give yourself the time to dream and the time to work and have, you know, have that passion. I started my business um, in two 2013 and I, I quit in 2016. It took me three years. It took me three years 
working a nine to five, which was really 40 plus hours a week because I was working at an event venue. So nine to five plus concerts on the weekends, plus carnival on Sundays, just like I was working so much, but I knew if I also hustled in my side hustle that I could, like, I needed to replace my salary. That was my goal. I was like, I need to be at a place where for one year, I know that my salary is covered. And sometimes it doesn't even have to be your whole salary. You know, if you're working nine to five and you're making, let's say 50K and you want to give yourself this, this time to try something new, do you really need 50K to live or do you need 30K? Can you make sure that you have projected income over the next one you know, year of 30K? And these are just arbitrary numbers, but just setting, just looking at your finances, looking at how your finances might change if you were to go all in on this business. Um, Cause that was really a struggle for me is like trying to decide when, when to quit, when to make the leap. Because as a photographer, it, it's the ebbs and flows. You know, I don't have a two week paycheck. I don't have a boss that I have performance reviews with. It's just like, I'm working for myself and I'm making everything happen. And so back in 2016, I had to look at myself and say, are you just going to keep doing both of this for 10 years? Or are you going to actually set yourself up and, and make the leap and just see how it goes. Right. And so that's what I did. And um, everything's worked fine since then. It's working fine. And um, she's actually, we're going to give you a toot your own horn here because she's worked her ass off y'all for 10 years. And now it's got to be coming up very soon. She's taking her boys yeah. to Newport Beach for one whole month. I know. She wanted to get away. She's rented yeah. a house. She wants to put food up in that fridge, act like locals. <laughs> and right. if she would have never taken the chance and the risk to leave corporate and chase her damn dreams, then yeah. she would not be doing this. She would not have been able to do this and ask off for an entire month. Yeah. Yeah. And this is really the first time I've taken time off like this in the 10 years. I'm, I'm an Enneagram three. I'm a hustler. I like to work. And the fact that I um, have come to a point in my business where I'm like, girl, you need to literally remove yourself from <laughs> your home, from your state. Like, cause if I stay here this summer, I'm going to like stay, I'm going to take a break and I'm going to work. I'm like, I need to just force myself, take a leap, force myself to go somewhere else and to just be me, be mom, be wife, be everything I need to be on the personal side for a month. And I think that's just going to help. Like, I just need a break. You know, you, sometimes you just need, and that could be for you, it could be a day. It could be a week. It could be a summer. It could be Christmas break. Like we have to, we have to schedule in these breaks to give our minds time to breathe because I know on the other side of this, I'm going to come out with so much inspiration and creativity and a different outlook on life. And I was like, I, I just need to give myself a little bit of breathing room because I'm the type of person who would just loves to hustle, loves to launch things, loves to help people. And I don't know what life looks like to just not do that for a month. And so <laughs> we'll see how it looks. I think you're going to come back refreshed yeah. because you need it because you've been working your butt off for freaking 10 years. Well, yeah. well longer than that because yeah. you were in corporate and side hustling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, let's, I feel like this is really great. I thought you were going to go there. I'm just going to ask, what is your advice on uh, let's dive deeper into taking time off because if not, it's burnout and people that burn out are like, you're on such a high. So when you are creating content and you're building a business, you get on such a high. And then you're like, just like, if you're like myself and Angie, you're like, okay, what's next? Yeah. What's, what's, what, what are we doing now? Like all this stuff, what's the next big thing? Right. And you continue to go and go and go. And like last week I had a burnout and I was like, I need to chill for a minute. Yeah. And so what is your advice on someone that's, either in the burnout phase or approaching it? 
what do, what do you what would you tell them? Yeah, I would say I'm all about planning, setting yourself up. So if you're getting to that 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 phase of burnout, which I still I still get there, I sit and I think, what can I let go of? Like, what absolutely does not need to be done? It either can be outsourced to maybe a virtual assistant, or if it's really not that important, it can just be on a break. You know, maybe I don't have to have the specific service for this season. Maybe I can yeah. save for the next quarter. Um, maybe I don't need to be posting reels five times a week. Maybe it can be on a schedule Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Like really think about just stripping away what is causing the most burnout from you. And sometimes you'll look at it and you'll be like, I really don't even need to be doing this. It's not bringing me a return on investment. It's not bringing me peace of mind. And if I'm if I take that break, I will probably do better on the back end of this. <clears throat> For example, I usually shoot a lot of branding photo shoots in the summer and I even launch a course in the summer. And so this is the first year that, that I'm taking that off the table and it scares the crap out of me just to have a month of not doing it. And I set myself up in the beginning, I was hustling. Oh my gosh, from January to now, I was like more branding shoots, more, you know, more of this, more of that. I was like hustling yes. to give myself this buffer. But I'm like, I know that on the other side of this, my Q3 could be 10x what it would have been if I didn't yes. take a break. And so I'm like, I'm, I'm going to give myself a little bit of a break. And I'm going to tell, I'm going to toot her horn because she just like basically just ran through this. But I will tell you that girl, how many brand shoots did you have lined up while we were in Newport, <laughs> while we were already busy, while we oh, were already God. tired, while we were yeah. already doing all the things. Now, every time I turned out, I was like, where's Mitchie? I know, I know. I, we went there for the event, but I'm like, I'm going to California. California is beautiful, beautiful. Let me try to book a couple of shoots. And so I ended up booking, um, five <laughs> while I was there, but on the front and on the back and in a two week period, including those five, I did 14 branding shoes <laughs> in a two week period. And some of them were stacked back to back, but it was because I knew I was taking that month off. And I said, I, I told my husband, I told my kids, I was like, we're in a season of hustle. Okay. Mommy's not going to be <laughs> making dinner exactly. every night. Exactly. Mommy's not going to be doing all of this. Um, I need to, I know a lot of people say like, you've got to slow down to speed up, but sometimes you have to speed up to slow down. <laughs> yes. so that's literally what I did. I would never do 14 shoots in 14 days on a regular basis, but I was like seeing the light at the end of the tunnel. I was like. I'm going to do this. I'm going to deliver it. And then I'm going to be like, freedom. <laughs> Bye. I'm going for, oh, I'm, I'm going to text you and be like, Hey, are you alive? Cause I, <laughs> um, I want to talk about this, ask you this question, because I don't know if you're going to have an answer yet, but I'm excited to see what your response is. So what's next for Angie? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. I, it's so scary. I don't know. I, I know I know what I want to help people with. I, I want to continue helping photographers pivot. Um, I actually just ended a program. I had a monthly membership for people who had graduated from my courses. I had a monthly membership for four years and I actually just ended it because I want to revamp it into something more high level, more group coaching. Because a lot of these girls have been with me for four years and they're ready yeah. for group coaching. And so I think for Q3, I want to put together some group coaching program, but I'm oh, at the cool. point where I'm just like, I don't know what that looks like. I know I want it to be around my favorite topic, which is marketing. I just don't know what it looks like, how many people I want, the dates. And so I, I just have a habit of 
sitting down right now, knowing I'm getting ready to go on a sabbatical, be like, okay, I'm going to start planning it. But I'm like, girl, you have to wait till you come back. <laughs> because if I start planning it now, I will literally be in California. Planning it and not really taking a breath. Right, exactly. And so I have the idea and I'm going to put a pin on it, pin in it. And then when I come back, I will revisit that. Well, I love that for you. Yeah. Okay. Well, as we wrap up this episode, I want you to tell people, no, I lied. I'm lying. I have one more question for you. Okay. If you could go back and tell little girl Angie one thing, what would it be? Oh gosh. Um, I would say to take more breaks, take more breaks. Don't let it be 10 years until you take a break. I would say, you know, incorporate more self-care I would say that's great that you're hustling, but don't forget about your mental health, your physical health. Um, I, I really do feel like I could have taken a few more breaks earlier in my in my business journey. It's just a constant battle with my personality because I love to work. I really, really do. But I also do love to rest. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I would definitely tell myself like, you're doing great, honey. Like you'll be fine. Just don't remember, remember, you know, don't forget to take care of yourself along the way. Yeah. Do you feel like little Angie would be very proud of where you are today? I think she would. I think, I think she would be shook. I think, um, she had different, a different perspective of what life would look like. Mm -hmm. I thought I would be this, like the president of some major like venue, like, you know, like this, it's not called the Staples Center anymore, wherever the Lakers play. Like I wanted to move to California Yes, this huge director over there. Um, and that was just a very, it's it's just interesting to see the different trajectories of where your life can go. I wouldn't yeah. there, but I will never let go of this feeling of being in control of my own schedule, working with who I want to work with, having time with my babies. Like I never, ever want to go back to nine to five ever. Like I, I always make this joke, like even if I had to sell pictures of my feet on the internet, I never want to go back. Heck yeah. <laughs> Hell, we'd be making more money than we ever imagined if we started doing that. My feet aren't pretty, well, but. You know, like, you know, if Angie went on that route and never knew this entrepreneurship journey, she would have yeah. been fine. She would have been fine. But now that I'm here and I know that the opportunities are literally endless, like I'm just, I'm just so happy with this route that I took. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, y'all. She just did her launch for her uh, branding course. She closed, yes. obviously, the doors. She did a great job. Yes, so yes. excited for how far you've come. Thank you. What you're doing. And you're just awesome. And you're amazing. And I'm very I'm blessed. I've praised and thanked God multiple times to have you in my life. And that oh, we, we get to do this mastermind together. Yes. I, want, I want you to tell everybody before we hop off is where they can find you, how they can work with you. What's What's the sitch? Yeah. So you can always go to my website, angiemcpherson.com. I'm over on Instagram all the time. My name there is Angie Janine. <clears throat> Janine is spelled J-A-N-I-N-E because someone else had Angie McPherson. <laughs> um, and yeah, if you're an entrepreneur, I take gorgeous branding photos, you know, all around the country. So feel free to hit me up, you know, wherever you are, I will come to you and, and make it happen. And if you're a photographer who's tired of the weekend hustle and you're ready to scale your business and make a lot more money with branding photography, um, definitely hit me up on my website. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah. Even yeah. though we had a few little hiccups with the <laughs> intranet over it's here. Okay. 
<laughs> it is uh, a pleasure to have you here. Um, and I just love you so much. Uh, everybody, if you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to like, comment, review, share with all your friends. And until next time, let's freaking get it. Yes.